Blog Talk Radio. World music that heals and a young heart who sings the blues like an old soul. Well, not quite the blues, more like poetry in motion. Well, today we are going to talk with Simrit and with Alicia Blue. It's Music Friday Live, so stay tuned. This is going to be a show like no other. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians and fans in the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands, these bands are here to talk with you. You can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. I know that half of you are listening to us on a podcast, and some of you are listening to us at work with your headphones on, so you can't call us, so email us. Music Friday Live at gmail.com, and we'll read your questions on the air. And I want to give a special shout out to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and to their radio affiliates who will be hearing us later tonight. And also, all of you who are listening to us on Stitcher or on iTunes, and all of you who are listening to us in London on the Artist Echoes network. So, and I know you'll be hearing us tonight too because it's not this morning in London right now, okay? So if you're listening live and you have questions or comments from our guests, you can call us or you can email us. If you're listening to us on podcast, definitely email us and we'll forward your uh, your email to our guests. Well, speaking of guests, our next guest is a musician, a producer, and a music industry executive. And she's also a student, a practitioner, and a certified teacher of yoga, including Nod Yoga, the science of sound and consciousness. Simrit, whose full name is Simrit Kaur, records, composes, and produces music that not only entertains, but also can heal the spirit. She tours with her band, giving concerts and workshops across the globe. Her course, The Supreme Sound, is studied by thousands worldwide to understand and use the inner power of their voices. Simmer is known as something of a revolutionary in the world, um, in world and chant music. Her blends of Western and Eastern instruments and sounds and music forms has broadened her appeal beyond yoga to the top of Billboard and iTunes music charts, which is a testament, I think, to how hungry the muse, the world is for the for healing music and for her ability to create it. Simrit, I'm so happy to welcome you to Music Friday Live. Well, thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Well, Simrit, we, we have your music on our jukebox, and I spent most of yesterday listening to it. But before we play awesome. it for our audience, uh, I would like to give them, and also me, uh, some background on the union of music and healing and Nad Yoga. What is Nad Yoga? Mm. And correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. And what do we know about the healing power of music and the human voice? That is a great question. I mean, well, we all know now that music has um, immense healing benefits. I mean, there's studies being done in universities now um, with different styles of music and what they do with the brain and how they uh, trigger the hypothalamus to um, command the endocrine system in the body to release certain uh, hormones when, when we're listening to music. And that's exactly what Nod Yoga is all about. It's about, you know, um, it's about the tip of the tongue, the navel area, and strengthening those two and using them in tandem. And it's about the intention of the person that is singing or reciting something. It doesn't have to just do with singing. Um, to create these specific results. And, um, you know, music is just its universal. It's a universal language. And we all know that. I mean, we can everyone is the same under the roof of music and uh, inside of music and everyone can understand it no matter what language it's in, whether it's in English or French or an ancient language or whatever it's in. And so I'm just really grateful to be 
to be able to do this, you know, to be able to, to create music with my band and to share it all over the world and uh, just to just to meet so many different people that say, wow, you know, you know, I just felt this so deeply inside of me when you did this. Like, you totally understood me and you brought me with you. And, I mean, that's always just so amazing. So, Well, I understand that uh, you have produced um, five albums since uh, 2013 and two of them, which you released in the same year, which is quite a feat. And that you've appeared on a number of other albums, like the uh, the Curtain Earthquake uh, Relief CD. So we're going to be playing songs from your latest re- release, Songs of Resilience. But um, I may want to reach back to earlier songs as we talk. Right now, however, I want to play this one, and this is uh, uh, Prisbiha. of instruments in that song and in your band your voice of course which is a major instrument uh use the cora the cello the tabla i hear a drum kit uh there anything anything else in there i'm missing mm-hmm. that's in that song <laughs> guitar <laughs> okay of yeah. course naturally <laughs> there's some guitar and bass and yeah but all types of instruments and and we tour with the cora and the cello and the bass the guitar and the drum kit. So, um, yeah, we bring like what you hear on this new album is basically what you're getting live, which is really cool. Wow. That's, that is cool. Uh, Do you play all those instruments or do you write for them? Um, I don't play them all myself, although I do play a little bit of guitar, um, live when we're playing live. I'm usually not playing the guitar. One of my bandmates, um, Shannon Hayden, who plays cello, she plays uh, electric cello on tour most of the time. Although on the album she's playing her, she's playing her vintage cello from the early early 1800s, and she, uh, she which is amazing. It's got an amazing sound, full body cello, and uh, she's been trained uh, at Yale. She was asked to come to Yale to get her master's in cello uh, when she was a teenager. She was sought after. And so she did, and she graduated at like 19 or 20 with a master's in cello, never, ever went to to get her bachelor's, completely skipped her bachelor's. That's how amazing she is. And so she, um, we travel, you know, with her electric cello just because it makes more sense on tour. But, but yeah, I play some percussion. I also play, I was uh, classically trained in piano growing up, and... um, so I, you know, I do play different things on the albums, but live I play something called the harmonium, mm-hmm. which is also on these tracks. And it's a pump organ actually originating from France, but it made its way into England and um, also India um, when the British um, occupied India for that time. Um, so there's there's a few countries that, that use it. And now it's made its way into America, of course, and other countries mm-hmm. all over the world. But it's a reed instrument and a pump organ, and I use that mostly on tour. You know, I've, I've met a couple of other producers who uh, use the harmonium. Apparently it has some very unique sounds available, or makes some very unique sounds available to it, too. And, and speaking of producers, um, your producer, I believe, is uh, uh, Paul Mahan, who produced for Iggy Pop and John Mellencamp and Willie Nelson. Um, and he's also an ardent yoga practitioner, but uh, those aren't usually the kind of people I associate with music to do yoga by, at least not when my yoga class on Saturday morning. <laughs> um, did you two meet right. through yoga? 
We did, actually. Um, both of us are serious kundalini yoga practitioners, and uh, we oh, met tell years our and years ago. Ah, okay. Kundalini yoga is, uh, kundalini just means the energy at the base of the spine. Everybody has it. And, you know, you can, um, you know, science is proving all this stuff now. So it's a, um, kundalini means awareness. And so kundalini yoga means the yoga of awareness. And what happens is, is when we exercise or when we, um, dance or sometimes sing, um, you know, that the, whenever we have like a download or whenever we have a realization, which everybody has, um, we, that's considered kundalini, you know, rising. So it's that energy that's at the um, base of the spine that's dormant that somehow gets, uh, that somehow rises in the body. So, um, you know, kundalini yoga is a, is a bunch of, postures and breath work and some chants and uh, things that encourage that energy at the base of the spine to move upward. And the, the higher that energy moves in the body system. Yes. We have of ourselves in, in the reality of the world. And so, like I said, you know, science is proving this now and, um, you know, science is talking about the use of chants and how, you know, the hypothalamus is connected to the pituitary and the pineal and how the hypothalamus is affected by the tip of the tongue on the roof of the mouth. And there's all these meridian points up there. So when the tip of the tongue is, is hitting certain points on the roof of the mouth, it stimulates, gives the hypothalamus the command and stimulates certain uh, glandular secretions in the body, which cause a sense of peace and happiness and confidence and things like that. Wow. So, and the two of you got together through this practice? Through this practice, yeah. So, you know, kundalini yoga isn't like long breathing and stretching like most um, mainstream yogas. It's kind of, it's a very eccentric form of yoga. And I love eccentric styles of things. I'm very, I love eccentric art and things like that. But it's very, um, kind of the the rebellious form of yoga, I would say. Um, it's very aerobic in some senses. And then there's a lot of meditation where you're sitting and chanting too, or sometimes just sitting. Like so I, we met, like I said we met years ago. Like I said in the introduction, yeah. you know, a, a little bit of a, of a rebel. Uh, um, how has his production technique and style affected your music or has it affected your music well i'll tell you what his he's like a brother to me and he says i'm a, I'm a sister to him we've grown really close we answer each other's sentences musically and i've worked with a couple of other producers before we did not have this kind of synergy paul Nahern and i had like as soon as we met the synergy was there he said, we got to work together. I've heard your music, and I feel like we can just do really amazing things together. And when we were talking, we had the same – not only did we have the same views, and, and we agreed on a lot of things, but there was some, like, you know, when you just have a synergy with someone, you can't explain it. This is how it was with him, and he felt that way with me. We got into the studio, was the most easy process of recording an album ever, no stress whatsoever, just smooth, quick, easy, because that's how we work together. We did the second album together the very next year, same process, even easier. Third album together this past year, even easier. And we're like, okay, this, there's something to this. And yeah, he's worked with me, he's worked with Neil Young, he's worked with Iggy Pop, yeah. Mellencamp. He was Mellencamp's producer, still is, um, for many, many years. Um, he's worked with uh, Willie Nelson and all these people. Mm -hmm. And you would think, well, gosh, like, how would this work with, like, world music? But um, what I was going to say is is our styles are so complementary. I'm very – I like really edgy style music, and I like um, – I'm, I'm an edgy person. I like to live on the edge a little bit in that way. So I feel like he's uh, – and so does he. So we – but I also like really beautiful music and it, I just don't want it to be like edgy for the sake of being edgy. It's beautiful, 
yet it's it's edgy. You got to think a little bit about it. Like, wait a second, especially when you see my music videos and things like that. There's definitely some of that in there, and it's provoking. You know, it provokes provokes one to think, and uh, he's very much into that. I mean, it's it's just like a complete awesome synergy and we plan on doing the next album together by the way oh good well i want to play a a little bit of that actually change the tempo a little bit with another song from uh, the sounds of Um, you know it's interesting it's um, resilience but you look at that word it's resilience uh interesting i hadn't noticed that before and this is a uh, a song that i think calms and it soothes and then it kind of resonates and soars this is uh clandestine and i want our listeners to listen very carefully to the riff as well as to your voice thank you um we are uh halfway through our interview and only about a third of the way through our music. So can I ask you to compress oh. your answers a little bit? Yes. So, so, yes. No, we should have a whole hour. I should have thought of that, but I didn't know. Sorry about that. Uh, no we're gonna problem. Play. No problem. Oh, that's okay. Uh, we're going to, I mean, everything you say is interesting. That's why I haven't cut you off. Right. <laughs> uh, um, we're going to play uh, about 50 seconds more of this. Um, I, re- I want my listeners to, to experience how this shifts and changes. That's why I started it early. So they could, so we could get into, uh, into it. Um, okay. I think we're going to be coming back. Oops. There's a riff in there that I find uh, very, very interesting, and it's, uh, mm. uh, it's of course that's a very complex, layered piece of music. Um, yes, and it is. It, it's a riff that over, overlays the snare beat, and I'm not sure if it's it's percussion or or it's a stringed instrument, but it's addictive and it it scaffolds <laughs> your voice really nicely. How do, first of Thank all, you. what is that riff? Is that a, you playing a string or or is that uh, percussion? Well, there's percussion, and then you're also hearing, which is a 21-string African um, gourd instrument, and mm. that's that's what you're hearing. And uh, they really complement each other in this track, for sure. Mm. It, it does, and it's really addictive, too. Now, um, awesome. you were born in Greece, and you were raised as an mm. adopted child with an adopted brother in South Carolina, and you have said that mm-hmm. uh, you're musical genetic legacy is from your Greek lineage. Um, mm-hmm. How did your childhood affect your music? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I was, um, I was an orphan from the time I was born in Greece for the first couple of years of my life. And then I was adopted from the orphanage from my parents, my real parents who also adopted my brother from a completely different family in Greece, so none of us are blood-related. And, um, you know, both of my parents in the States, we were, we were brought to the American South. We were raised in South Carolina out of all the places, but both of my parents are Greek. They just were born in the States, so they went wow. to Greece to go get Greek babies because they couldn't have children. So my brother and I were really fortunate to be raised in a, a really thick, like really deep Greek culture. So we got that. We were really fortunate that we didn't, you know, um, have to seek that out later, that we got that from from early on. And that, I think, was really helpful in us and our identity and everything like that. But, you know, just I, I will say, you know, being being an orphan, having to fend for myself since the time I was a, a newborn, uh, being raised in a playpen, I mean, it definitely, you know, um, yeah, you definitely question things at an early age. I remember by the time I was three, when our parents, you know, started really talking with us about our adoption, I definitely was questioning life and just the different systems, the government, religion, everything like that. I mean, it has really caused me to go deep in my own uh, soul, in my own being, and also and really explore that in the music. Because a lot of people say, well, the music's so mystical and it's so deep and like well yeah definitely um 
I've definitely, you know, it, it's, it, I've had deep inquiry since I was a little kid. And so I think that that has a lot to do with my music, for sure. That's, that's in my music. It's infused with all of my life experience and feeling uh, connection and compassion with others and, and people, like the underdogs usually, you know, because, uh, mm. yeah, yeah, when you okay. go through I, stuff, I, you, you can... I'm impressed with you your memory, <laughs> very much so. Wow. Uh, we're, we're talking uh, with Simrit, and we're listening to songs from her fifth album, Songs of uh, uh, Resilience. And you can talk with her, too. You can call us, uh, 347-215-7511, or you can email us, as many of you have already, at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let, let's turn to some of the email here. This is from uh, Bilal in Los Angeles. Uh, and Bilal, obviously you've been listening carefully because he says, tell us about the palette and music. Mm. Wow. What, uh, <laughs> the palette and music. Um, well, I think it's different for everybody. Um, and I'm not sure what, what uh, you're referring to when you say palette, but when I hear palette, I think of musical palette and I the choices that we the, make. The roof of the mouth. Oh, the palate, the roof of the mouth. Yeah, there's 84 meridian points on the roof of the mouth, from the hard to the soft palate. And when we use certain words, uh, we 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 trigger that palate with the tip of the tongue. So some of the songs on my album are ancient chants that instruct one where to put the tip of the tongue by the pronunciation of the actual chant. And that particular chant has a specific result that it gives. So when my tongue hits a certain, it's like put, pressing my finger on the keys of a typewriter or on the keys of a computer. So when I do a specific chant, when I chant something, that chant is giving me instructions on what keys to press, basically. And wow. that specific combination of keys produces a specific result in the hypothalamus, which wow. in turn gives command to all, you know, the endocrine system. Is so, there a, um, a a book or a place people can go to get the full information on this that you would recommend? Have you written such a book? Hmm. Or do you know one? There's lots of books out there. Um, I've learned this in Kundalini Yoga, and I've also learned it. Um, I have a a teacher who's never I've, I've never met in person, but through um, through readings, Hazrat Inayat Khan called the mystic the sound and mystic the mysticism of sound and music. Okay, and, um, the sound, say, say the title the again. Mysticism, so our, our... Sure, The Mysticism of Sound and Music by okay. Hazrat Inayat Khan. And he, he, he left, okay. you know, he died in the, in the uh, 1930s. So, but, uh, but, but, but people can go to that book and get the, the, yes. the full explanation of this. Um, uh, Montserrat well, in they, Boston wants to know if you're coming to Boston and I guess you are, aren't you? Yes, we'll be in Boston on in early 2017 and we would love to come see you and we're going to be at the Villa de Victoria Center for the Arts and um, it's Friday night uh, March 24th and we are really excited to be in Boston. We were there last year and we're going to be there again this year. So Okay. Um, Rose in Hollywood wants to know, do you, will you also be conducting yoga sessions uh, on your music tour? Mm-hmm. I did one workshop in Portland, Oregon, which has already passed. And um, not anymore, but we have, we have two, um, two shows left on this tour. And then we head to Mexico for a week. But, um, you know, I do give workshops sometimes on tour, um, but not as much as the concerts. So, okay, uh, Rose, yes. I would I, I would suggest that uh, Rose uh, check out your website for uh Indeed. for the yep. tour and music dot com. Yeah. Yep. Um Susu in San Diego uh wants to know how you prepare for a concert. Ah, that's a cool question. I um I I prepare by usually I do some kind of meditation during the day. And it might be short or a little bit longer, depending on the time that I have. Um, there's not tons of preparation time where I'm by myself. I try to get the best sleep that I can. And uh, I like to do about 
right before the concert as much vocal warm up as I can. So like five to 10 minutes, usually before the concert. Um, but I'm doing a vocal practice almost daily. Um, even when I'm not on tour, just to keep, you know, the voice and shape and everything. Cause yeah, the, our music is very dynamic. It's not just soft. It's not just loud. It's both of them. It can get really dynamic and, uh, intense and then also really light and airy and etheric. So, um, I like to be able to translate all of that with my voice too. So definitely have to keep myself in good shape in that way. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to play uh, another one of those uh, wonderful songs. This is one that has a hook in it, but it's not quite the kind of hook people associate with pop. It's this uh, Avant Guru. That's uh, Pavan Guru. I think I'm, I hope I'm saying that's close to right. Um, it kind of sticks in your ear and it sticks in your mind. Um, is there a, and like I said, it has a hook in it. Uh, is there a similarity between a hook and a mantra? Did I lose you? projection or wave so mantra just means projection of the mind so you can put a hook in a mantra you could put like a hooky melody or a rhythm or something like that inside of a mantra but a mantra is usually you usually repeat it so it sticks and sticks with you and um, so I, I would say there's not necessarily a relationship between a hook and a mantra except a mantra can hook you in you know maybe so maybe that's a similarity like a hook is something that hooks you in because it's so catchy a mantra hooks you in because it's so powerful and it's repetitive and um you know so they hook they both hook you in in different ways and uh and the the difference though is a mantra hooks you into something uh greater than than what the mind can conceive the mantra hooks you in, it like tunes you in to a certain radio station, you know, in essence. I mean, you could use that kind of mm-hmm. analogy. It, it attunes you to a certain frequency. Whereas like a hook of a song, you never know what you're going to get. But a mantra is, it's pretty, you're pretty sure that's, it's a sure thing. You're going <laughs> to tune into a specific frequency. Okay. So that's All right. Unfortunately, and we could do this all day, but unfortunately, we are out of time. And this has been, oh, an honor yeah. and a, I know, I know, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Um, and I know you, you also have a busy schedule today because you're performing yeah. tonight. So, first of all, yeah. thank you for finding the time in your schedule to talk oh, with us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, and let me remind my people pleasure. that uh, if. Um, they're in the L.A. area. Simrit will be at Full Circle tonight. That's in Venice. It's on Rose Avenue, 730. And uh, uh, let's see, you have another, when is your other, you have a second date, too, on this tour? Yeah, well, we've, we've finished almost the whole tour now. So our last two days are tonight at Full Circle, which will be sold out. Um, 
so if you want to get tickets online, that's the best place to do it. Um, there probably won't be tickets at the door. Um, and then okay. there's a, or actually uh, specifically in Encinitas at the Seaside Center. And okay. that show will be packed too, but there'll be more tickets available for that show than there will be oh. here in LA. And okay. thank you so well, much, Patrick, for having me. Thank you. I appreciate well, that. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to have to bring you back again when we got some more time to explore all of these, uh, these wonderful topics. Yay. This is uh, Simrat. And uh, you can follow Simrat at, uh, on the web at Simrat Kaur. That's S-I-M-R-I-T-K-A-U-R music.com. You can download her latest albums of silence, uh, or rather uh, the sounds of resonance of I keep wanting to say resilience, but it's not <laughs> on iTunes. And while you're there, you can get our other four albums. You'll be glad you did. Now, I have to give you a word from our broadcast partner. You all know we have a broadcast partner. That's World Arts. Don't go away. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And we're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at Music Friday Live. And uh, we have have another guest, a wonderful guest, uh, ready to go. But before we do that, before we do that, I want to take everybody on a little trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, Enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities. You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And I will see you in San Felipe, although I don't have a voice like that. I wish I did. But while you're there, while you're going to MySanFelipeVacation.com, you can get a discount. Put in the code MFLA5, and you will get a discount on your weekend getaway or your week there. So remember, MySanFelipeVacation.com, discount code MFLA5. L-A-5, and you will have a wonderful vacation. Well, we're back here at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and of course, we'd like to hear from all of you. Um, thank you for all of you who emailed us on the uh, to our last guest, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I first encountered our next guest at a SOFAR concert in Culver City. SOFAR, for those of you who may not know it, is a global organization that introduces rising stars through house concerts. Alicia Blue is definitely a rising star. She's a young artist who fuses folk, soul, blues, and poetry into songs that are passionate and poetic and have been described as the work of an old soul talking about new problems. Inspired by her friend, soul singer Malcolm Hayes Jr., she combines soul music with poetry into songs a mere two years ago, but the rest is history. She began performing around L.A. at open microphones and venues, and she found her first manager actually busking in the promenade in Santa Monica. And she also found her her producer, um, 
Julian uh, Genardi at UCLA. They produced the song, He's an Artist, and that has sort of defined uh, Alicia with a signature sound. And um, her first album is set for release this winter. Alicia, welcome to Music Friday Live. And I understand that Julian is also on the line with us. Hi, Julian. Hey, how you doing? How, how are you guys? Doing great. And thank you so much for both of you taking the time to be with us this morning. Um, Alicia, I'm certainly glad that I met you at that so far concert in Culver city. You gave a stunning performance. So what have you been up to since that gig? That's a great question. Um, I am releasing uh, an EP. Um, it'll officially be out in uh, about three weeks all over, you know, Spotify and iTunes, but, um, otherwise everyone could actually go hear it on SoundCloud uh, right now. And that's what we've been up to is just finishing production and uh, making sure everything is, is kind of perfectly uh, how we had envisioned it. So, Well, I, I, we have some of your music here that I want our listeners to, uh, to be able to listen to. And I want them to listen carefully and hear the lyrics to this particular song, all of your songs, actually. But this is a special song. This is Masterpiece. <laughs> My vision skewed Every paint scene I began Into blue And I blame it on the weather And that big old fat balloon What could I Now, you two, um, I understand, you two co-wrote and produced that song. So, so I'm going to ask you, with Julian on the line, why was Julian the producer that was able to frame your talent so well? Especially since, Julian, I think your last release was a rap song called Individual. So why was, uh, why was Julian the right person to frame your voice? Wow, that's a really kind of exciting question because... Uh, long story short, I had been um, sort of navigating since the last two years of me beginning writing songs, navigating through, you know, Los Angeles and working with different people. And, um, you know, I'm an intense person. And so uh, I was basically at UCLA being featured as like helping the production students learn how to produce vocals. And, um, I heard Julian's production and it was intense and it was not ordinary and it said something and, uh, and it was the best one in class in my opinion. <laughs> and so I just said, we got, let's go write something. And we did. And he's an artist is the first thing. Like we, we really didn't even know each other and that's what came out. So there wasn't, let's like, why, I guess why is because I hardly knew him yet through music. We could, easily speak to each other if that makes sense that so we makes also had sense. similar we also had similar taste in music you know like old soul uh tunes and uh a lot of stevie wonder is like my huge, mm-hmm. huge influence of mine in terms of arrangement so mm-hmm. yeah i do hip-hop that's what i kind of grew up doing but um alicia I, her sound definitely grabbed my attention as well so when we got together we didn't even like sit down at the keys or the guitar we just i just started making the track um and then she started writing the lyrics, and then we had, like, two, a couple more sessions after that, and the song started to take shape, and then we, you know, that's really when we were, when we committed to, uh, you know, continuing this type of relationship. Well, speaking of those lyrics, uh, there are a lot of lines in Masterpiece that uh, are quite interesting, but one that <laughs> I come back over and over again, um, I won't give up till I fossil my feelings in you. But you go on to sing, we will be each other's masterpiece. So what do you mean you'll be each other's masterpiece? (laughs) 
Well, that's a great question. Um, hopefully, you know, since I'm going to be straight, since I'm not famous, famous yet, <laughs> I'll just <laughs> reveal a little bit about this process. Um, I wrote that song, at least the lyrics, um, in with the intention of having layers to it. So, sure, you can be talking about, you know, a piece of art, or you can be talking about, you know, a man or a woman. And I wanted, I was intentional with that. And um, I don't sometimes think there's much of a difference in our lives between something we're working on, you know, whether it's a relationship or um, a project or, or if you're an artist, you know, I think everyone can relate to kind of becoming consumed with something and uh, obsessed with it and losing yourself in it. So, um, uh, and then you kind of lose track of, of the rest of your life. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I think everyone can relate with that. And um, I wanted the song to sort of touch on that. Okay. And like I say, I love the, the terminology fossil, your, your feelings. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the well, stubbornness, she came right? Up, she came up with that line. We were. Um, oh. she, she texted me. She's like, "Yo, I have this this crazy line that I gotta run by you about fossil." I'm like, "All right, let's hear it." And then that 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 was like, fuck. The whole rest of the the, the song when we were writing it. it took us a couple of sessions to write it, but yeah, that was definitely one of the better lines <laughs> that, she, that we came up with together. Well, there's another song that that you two have produced that. Uh, uh, I want to play, and, and again, folks can download this for free at your website or on SoundCloud. This is He's exactly. an Artist. Once again, uh, the poetry in that, or the lyrics, is uh, transformational. And your voice, your voice is kind of gospel blues, but it's got an edge to it that I don't normally hear in, in gospel blues. And I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Did you, is that just your voice, or have you worked on that? Oh, man, that's a great question. I think it's, it's got to be both the answer to that, because... Um, you know, you have your idols and who you strive to be like. And so I think that edge is, you got so much of something and that edge is that, that thing I can't get rid of. It's always going to be there and it's not really intentional. And then if there's anything, you know, gospely or bluesy, that's um, been, you know, me loving Aretha Franklin and, and blues and, and all the people that came before and listening to them and wanting to, to emulate them. Wow. Well, it shows. Now, there's some lines in there uh, that, that I'd like to ask you about. Um, his passengers believe that they are the only one, want to thank him in silver and gold, but the gift that he seeks can't be bought or sold because I provide him with it all. Well, first of all, <laughs> who's the artist we're talking about, or is there an artist? Is that too literal? It's not too literal. Um, and you know, an artist or, or a lover maybe. And so um, kind of this idea, if you can, if you can, it's that cliche, but all cliches are truisms, right? <laughs> it's the cliche, <laughs> if you can really love something and just let it go, it really just stays with you. You know, that's something I, I feel like I've learned, even maybe not always the easy way. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you hold on with such a tight grip, it really just slips out of your, out of your possession. So uh, maybe the masterpiece, the girl singing a masterpiece, learned something, and, and then she's saying he's an artist or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Right. Well, I think also, uh, like and, a, I mean, I, go ahead. <laughs> is that go this ahead. artist is like, <laughs> it's like this uh, 
so she's the speaker in this, so she's looking at this guy with like total respect and awe and like like majesty, you know, like royalness. So like she's uh, in that line. It's like saying like everyone else does too, but you, but she's the one that's providing him with what he needs. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. yeah, they they, they want to give him silver, they want to give him gold. Uh, it can also be taken in as like oh they want to you know, buy tickets to a show or they want to buy his painting, whatever kind of artist this guy is to be interpreted. But I think it's just saying like, this guy is definitely like on the next, some le- next level stuff, you know? Okay. Yeah. And All it's right. like, it's like understanding, giving something unadulterated, I guess, if that makes sense. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Like All right. Well, and, and your voice fits very well with it. And and I got to say, anytime I hear your voice, I know it's you. It, it, it really is definitive as you can get. Uh, and, and like I said, oh. it, it in a way, it, it kind of def- defines your style. Uh, there's another. Oh, thank um, you. I want to play another song that I think uh, shows a different side of your talent and also a different voice. This is Satisfied. Mm. You love to listen, you got your ticket. Love's on me, but I don't mind I be your specimen Uncomfortable, but I do it in I can help you out with a single line But friends are hard to find With a light still in my eye Suddenly you've gone home Wow, that 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 is uh, incredible. It's it's a jazz song, but um, then it's a pop song, and then it becomes a blues song. I mean, you move so smoothly among forms there, and you and you've got some lines again. You've got some lines in there, of course. I'll be your specimen, uncomfortable, but I'll do it. I can help you out with a single line. I I don't know what to think of that. It seems powerless, and yet. I know that you're anything but powerless. So, so what's going on there? Where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thought of uh, anyone who performs and you sort of live for that stage. And, and even when everyone, everyone could love you and adore you, you know, they do. And then they leave, you know, and no one, you know, what, that kind of that vulnerability that any performer has of uh, just friendship and something maybe more consistent, you know, even though it's not realistic, even though that it is a transaction that someone came to buy a ticket. Um, I think at least the stage in my career, I'm singing in intimate venues still. And you, you want to, you still want it to keep going. Anyone did, you know, even all those jazz, those jazz players back in the day, uh, after their, you know, three to five a.m. jams, they didn't want it to end, you know. So I kind of wanted to touch on that, that addiction, per se. Okay, all right. Uh, th- there's a uh, some pretty compelling lines in the bridge. Um, life is so simple mm. and sweet. Is a life only found in a dream? Want to be like you? Find a home, make a baby too. But I can't pretend. What is it that you can't pretend? Giving up, yeah, normalcy, you know, giving up. Um, I can't pretend to give up this this stage to, to lead a life of really what what most people do, just to be straight, which is get married and make a family and have a job and, and to be uh, moving through life with that. And uh, I, yeah. All right, okay. Although more and more, <laughs> most people aren't doing that. But um, it's true. It's called, true. <laughs> it's called a gig economy. <laughs> we're talking with uh, Alicia Blue and we're playing her newly released songs. And you can talk with her, too. You can. Well, why don't you email in right now to, um, and you can email us at music live at Gmail dot com. And I see email in because we've got some emails now. So why don't we um, go to the emails? Uh, Regal in Austin wants to know if you're going to be touring to support your album when it comes out. 
Yes, the the hope is yes. I uh, can't really talk about it now, but have some things going on and uh, don't have dates yet. But uh, my stay tuned to my website, and um, it wouldn't be until next year. And uh, okay. the, the album wouldn't be released anyway closer to the end of the year. So, yeah. All right. We've got a second email here from, from Regal in Austin, and this one is um, almost predictable. He wants to know if you have ever been to or will you go to South by? And that's South by Southwest for those uh, of you who don't. Yeah, know. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, kind of the, the same same answer as the question before. Yeah, uh, hopefully very soon, and uh, hopefully we get to see you there. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's see. We have one here from a Gypsy Girl in Sonoma, and she wants to know: Have you ever sung gospel, and have you ever sung in a really big auditorium? I actually, um, it's funny you ask that. I was uh, studying some Mahalia Jackson a couple weeks ago, and uh, having studied Aretha, you know, yeah, I've studied studied and sang gospel, but never, I didn't grow up in a gospel church, which always bummed me out. (laughs) So, um, and, uh, and, I'm just getting started with my career and haven't had the opportunity to sing in some big uh, auditorium, but actually I'm singing in an auditorium on the 14th and I don't know how big it is, but I know it's supposed to be nice. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell us about that, that date because it's open to the public and I'm sure they'd want to come. Yeah. So uh, I'll be doing a, a small set along with three other bands at Cal state Northridge in Northridge, California. It's free. Um, and uh, it's at 7 p.m., and it's in the uh, recital hall, and we'd love for you to come. And you're going to Monday, be... Monday the 14th. And uh, one of the outcomes of this is a record contract. Is that possible? Yes, exactly. So having people in the audience to cheer for you is not a bad thing. No, we w- we'd love to see your faces <laughs> there for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody hear that who's listening and, and who likes what they've they've heard now. That's Cal State Northridge in Northridge, California. It's in the student recital hall. And that's this. Uh, what day is that? The 14th? 14th? Monday, Monday, the 14th. Monday, the 14th. Okay. All right. Uh, we're talking with um, Alicia Blue and playing her newly released songs. And uh, you can uh, email in. We got a couple more emails, uh, which I'm going to get to. Uh, this is from Ralston in Seattle, and Ralston wants to know, who is your most inspiring blues singer? Is there anyone who kicked you off in the blues direction? I actually, long story short, you could read my bio, but I lived with a blues singer. Uh, he was he was this uh, old blues soul singer, and I he was actually in a wheelchair and I took care of him and found these records. And that's when I began to sing and he uh, inspired me, but then showed me who to listen to. And so Aretha Franklin is, is a, you know, the the thing I point to. Um, uh, But uh, also there's that like songwriter in me. So bluesy, bluesy songwriters like Bill Withers also have been a big, big influence. Um, and then, um, even just not non-singers like Albert King is my favorite blues guitar Ooh. player. So, local, local yeah. Boy. So just emulating that, uh, yeah, just has okay. been what I've tried to do. All right. Well, we are running out of time, but there's another song on your song cloud page that I want to play. This is Malcolm <laughs> Jr. Perfect. A story, legend of a man Now that's uh, Malcolm Jr. and that's that's real good down home blues storytelling. Except that the story you tell is about the Battle of Harlow, which you mentioned in there, and which took place in 1411, right, in what is now Scotland. And as far as I know, there wasn't anybody named Malcolm leading one of the armies. So have you just is that kind of your own story? Well, that's it's too funny. So I co-wrote that tune in Nashville, and uh, that actual word came came out of 
of uh, the mouth and the mind of someone I was coding re- co-writing with named Nicole Boggs. And um, it's funny you say that. She didn't even know what Harlow was. Oh. And, you know, when you're songwriting, there's this thing called prosody, right, which is like yeah. the finesse of the word and the way it moves with rhythm, right? And mm-hmm. Harlow just came out of her mouth. And so that was the word we used. And then later we looked up and found out it had to do with war and battle. So we thought how <laughs> intrinsically perfect that was. So that's how, that's why there's your answer <laughs> to that. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good answer. I should point out too that that <laughs> battle that you talk about him being shot in that battle actually took place before gunpowder, but it, it came into Europe. And <laughs> anyway, we are that. out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> So I want to thank you for taking uh, this time. And also, Julian, thank you for calling in, too. I, re- I really appreciate having, having the two of you on the air. Absolutely. You got it. Um, thank you so much you know, for oh, having us. Uh, you know what? We, we do have time. We have another question um, that sure. I want to ask about that song. Uh, the final line in that song is, it's better to burn than to fade away. Is that your philosophy, or, or did that come from the Battle of Harlow? I think that's a philosophy that I always felt inside, and that um, when I when I actually met Malcolm, my mentor uh, in music, he he lived that life, and he actually burned instead of faded away, fading away, excuse me, and uh, and so that's something I think has been lost. I'm not encouraging anyone to like you know make you know, bad moves in life, but it's something I feel like has been lost, um, that I don't see people living life on the line anymore around me, at least maybe I'm hanging around, you know, the wrong people, but I don't think so. Julia definitely lives life on the line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) So, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I, let's, let's remind everybody, uh, where they can get your music. Where, where do you want to send them to? Yeah, go to soundcloud.com slash Alicia Blue, and you could actually download every one of those tunes for free. Okay, and also they can follow you at www.aliciablue.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A blue.com, and also on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I understand in a couple of weeks we're going to be able to stream you on Spotify. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. The the EP will be up and up and going in a few weeks. Okay. All right. And I want to re- remind everybody about your performance coming up at Cal State Northridge on the 14th. It's a competition. If you can be in the audience and cheer a little bit, it probably isn't going to hurt at all. In fact, it may be helpful. And I know it'll make <laughs> you feel better too. So we would love to have anybody in our audience come out to Cal State Northridge. That's in Northridge, California. You want to go to the student uh, recital, uh, recital center. Uh, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network and our radio affiliates here and in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com Music Friday. And also we're going to be, we're always on iTunes. You can find us there. Be here next Friday. Our guests will be Halo Circus. We're going to talk to them as they come back from their 30 city tour. That's right. 30 city tour. Allison and Matt will be on with us. And also Maggie Zabo will be back. She's back from Europe. She's got a great new song out. So you, this is going to be a wonderful show. Check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page and we'll, on the guests and uh, that's it for now I want you all to have a great musical weekend and we're going to listen to a little more of Malcolm Jr.
soldier. 